0: Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, They're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, Been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, One of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music so definitely definitely a good company to be a part of and they're looking for support um i'm going to link their facebook page in the in the in the podcast part of it so y'all can definitely check them out uh the link will be in the description and uh yeah just give them a chance uh Luis is a hard worker and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost its Way. A couple of things to talk about, so to get it going, here's Johnny.
1: All right, first, we got a few uh, injury, injury updates here. Uh, uh, from AEW, Anna Jay uh, suffered a shoulder injury while training last month, and she was going to require surgery, and she'll be out from between six months to a year. It must be pretty serious
0: yeah oh. when I heard it was a shoulder injury I know some of them are serious and some are less serious than the other ones so I was hoping it wouldn't be that bad but yeah six months to a year I really like her so I hated hearing that
2: Yeah, that was the injury she had right after she first got there wasn't it or right before she got there she had a messed up shoulder. I believe it, she said in her AEW podcast, <laughs> unrestricted podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, she probably just reaggravated it, but a lot worse. So, still not happy to hear about it.
1: Uh, and so, okay, over to D- WWE. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly going to be out for four to six weeks that so he severed. Uh, a herniated disc in his neck uh, last week uh, after his his match uh, at the end of NXT. Uh, John Morrison uh, suffered a knee injury this last week on Raw uh, after a a botched uh, dive to the outside. So <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't, I'm not sure what his timeline is, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Ty Valkyrie's officially signed with NXT. Uh, well, she, she signed last week, but she's officially started working with NXT at the Performance Center, which I don't know why. She doesn't really need training. <laughs> Yeah. Same reason
2: they sent Samoa Joe there and they send Karrion
3: Cross there.
1: Basically, they want to teach her how to wrestle the uh, WWE uh, WWE way, which is not wrestling much.
0: So, you send Taya Valkyrie to the Performance Center to air quote, brush up on her skills, yet... <laughs> Naya is still out there almost killing people cool that makes sense
1: yeah and you send people like you see notice
0: yeah I don't get it
1: yeah yeah me uh me neither Uh, same name I I don't know I I hope she does I hate when they change their names I, I, I mean really uh WWE creative is not really that creative. When it comes to names, <laughs> I mean, come on, you named a guy Wesley, so his name is his name is Wesley Lee, and uh, you have three names that are you have Leon Leon Ruff, Leo Rush, and Tyler Rust. Similar names. I mean, act well, Leon Ruff, uh, Le- Leo Rush is his indie name, but. Still, it's they're almost alike.
0: Yeah. What well, what I think with WWE is, if you're not as established, I don't mind the name change. But Taya Valkyrie, people know that name.
3: Yeah, and, and
1: I, I I didn't like them changing Eli Drake's name either.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that so. I really hope they don't change her name because they like using short names for the female talent for the most part. Yeah. So I I don't know what they would do. Probably something stupid like, oh, her first name's Taya. Let's just go with Tay Tay or some shit like that. (laughs) Fuck. No. Just leave the name. Taya Morrison. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be fucked up. Yeah. If they do that.
1: Bring her the on-screen wife of John Morrison.
0: Yeah, no, she's got to be her own person. Yeah. Don't don't fuck it up like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Melina um, uh, has come out and said that, that uh, she never actually signed with WWE last year. They had talked to her about it, and then she found out she... She uh, has a bad knee and so she can't wrestle. So she's still a free agent right now. And like I said, news was pretty light this week. There was something a literally big piece of news that happened earlier in the week, but we're going to save that for later on in the show. But I think Freddie had something he wanted to bring up?
0: Yeah, so they did an interview with Tony Khan sometime earlier Uh, today.
1: Wait, I think I do know what you were talking about. Yeah, go ahead.
0: And one of the questions they asked him is, what are your thoughts on Thea Trinidad? And his answer, to put it short, he said, I wasn't, I haven't contacted her because of the status of her 90 days no complete clause. And he also said he'd been a little bit busy with this women's tournament and everything going on in AEW to where he wasn't able to keep track of how many days in a dog suit. So, what he ended up saying was, since he had been busy with all of this tournament and everything going on in AEW, that he had lost track of how many days were left on her no-compete clause. So, he hasn't contacted her because he didn't want to until after the 90 days were up. But that he's definitely interested if they can come up with a deal. So... I think I think he's throwing us off I think they have spoken he just saying things like that to keep us guessing but something's there I have a feeling so they're they're doing a great job about it and keeping us guessing with how he's handling his interviews so we'll see but we got two weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so because this happens a lot with you know when people say one thing but really they they mean the other.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping for the other <laughs> that they they've signed her already. So please show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as far as news. I think that was it. So, before we get into the shows of the week, I want to get into the Wrestling Observer Awards. This is very one-sided. I don't think I need to say what side dominated. It should be pretty obvious. So, I'm just going to go straight down the list and give the give their thoughts on these so before i get into that though i'm going to go through the top 2 and see if y'all can guess who they chose so one of the top 1 was wrestler of the year johnny who do you think was the wrestler of the year? <laughs> okay, Andrew, who do you think was wrestler of the year?
2: Probably John Moxley. Okay. Yes, but I don't know. Since I didn't see the awards, I'm just guessing.
0: Yeah, I I didn't see the awards either. I just, I have the list and it was ruined for me. Not ruined for me. It just popped up and I saw the list before I had the chance to not see it. So (laughs) I already know the results. That's why I'm going with this and seeing if y'all can guess it. So,
1: yeah, I, I tried not to look at him either. <laughs> I wanted to.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, for wrestler of the year, Andrew thinks it's John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Johnny, who you got?
1: I, I'm going to say Kenny Omega.
0: Well, one of you got it. <laughs> for wrestler of the year, it's John Moxley.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I agree Ooh. with, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could, yes,
2: because he held the belt from Revolution to Winter's Coming. Yeah,
3: so yeah, that's
2: what ten months
0: almost? Yeah, and not only was he champion for a real long time, he had he's had some of the most extreme matches in AEW.
1: Yes, he has. We're about to to see another (laughs) one. And yeah, the the
2: match he lost to Kenny is his only singles loss in the
1: company yet. Which John Mosley himself has already put out a statement warning parents not to let their kids watch the the death match. match. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's going to be very bloody. Well,
2: with the name of Exploding Death, Walmart Deathmatch. like (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a very New Japan style match because I know we've seen explosions in New Japan, a lot of barbed wire, a lot of blood, so my expectations are high
1: on this match. Very much looking forward to it.
0: And I think they're going to over deliver. So (laughs) I'm very ready for it. So since Andrew got that one right, I'm going to go ahead and go with one of the other ones and see if y'all are able to get this one. All right. Most underrated wrestler. Andrew, who you got?
2: Darby Allen.
0: Remember, it's all companies, not just AEW. I know, right.
2: but you already said
1: it was a biased list. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> you,
1: gotta, you have to think like Dave Meltzer. What would Dave Meltzer pick? Yeah. Dave, Dave Meltzer's not very. Step back. I don't very, pick Darby. He's not very high in WWE Easily, I'm picking Orange Cassidy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say ricochet.
0: Take the hint, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) When I said more companies are involved in this list that was a hint Andrew I was trying to help you out and believe it or not most underrated wrestler is Ricochet (laughs) Johnny nailed it man and yeah I've always seen the potential in Ricochet and I think they weren't using him correctly at all and they still don't and they still don't so yeah I completely agree that the most underrated wrestler is Ricochet but I will say this I'm going to save one for the very end and y'all will see why but I'm going to go down the rest of the list real quick so most outstanding wrestler Kenny Omega Tag team of the year, the Young Bucks. Come on, obviously, (laughs) they put on some hell of they put on a lot of great matches. So, I like that choice. Uh, Best on interviews, Eddie Kingston.
1: I I agree with that.
0: Hell yeah, he's a killer on the mic, man. And let's keep it going. Promotion of the year. This is no surprise. (laughs) AEW. (laughs) And again, no surprise. Best weekly TV show. Dynamite. Dynamite. (laughs) Match of the year. The Young Bucks versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega at Revolution 2020. Uh,
1: that, That would have been my guess if you would have brought up that match or that topic.
0: Yeah. That, that one was going to be a bit too obvious. That's why I didn't go with it. But you also didn't fall for mine and chose Ricochet. So <laughs> I guess that one might have been a little predictable for Johnny. Uh, the U.S.-Canada MVP, John Moxley. Which, yes, as we already said. The Japanese MVP is Naito. all right hell yeah and this one's a little tough because it's a very long list of wrestlers and i'm kind of surprised they went with who they went with but i also understand the mvp from mexico is ray phoenix
1: yeah you can see that
0: yeah I I could see a lot of people being on that list, but yeah, Ray Phoenix is pretty good. Uh, The MVP for Europe, the NXT UK champion, Walter. So there you go, WWE. The Hodge Award. (laughs) (laughs) The non-heavyweight MVP, Takahashi. So hell yeah. He's pretty mad. That,
1: that's got to be a new award because Danny Hodge just passed away last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a new award. The women's wrestling MVP. I don't know if y'all are going to agree with this. It's, it's, it's Lana, isn't it? No, it's not Lana. If it was Lana, I wouldn't have even gone and made it through this list. <laughs> or I would have, but I probably would have skipped it. Yeah. No, it's it's Bailey. Mm. Uh,
3: <sighs> yeah. I,
1: damn it, Well, oh, She did hold
2: the SmackDown title for most of the year last year, so I can see where he's going. I don't agree with it, but I can see where he's going.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you can't base everything on title reigns. I didn't say I'd agree
2: with it. I just have
0: yeah, to see where he's going. I <laughs> yeah. I, I I just I wouldn't base it only on title reigns, which it seems like what he's doing on some of these. Yeah, I would I think there's definitely a lot more better people that could have been on that list, but all right, it is what it is. Uh, stepping away from wrestling completely for this next one. Mm, okay. The the best box office draw Conor McGregor. I, uh, for those I guess. for those that are into MMA like I am. Y- yeah. But Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I see I it.
2: I yeah, see it. Not, so
0: I understand the choice.
2: He's not the best MMA fighter, but he is the biggest draw, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's these guys on this. Oh.
0: <laughs> which I still need to get my hands on one of them, a the bottle of that whiskey. Not bad. But yeah, his unpredictability and just the way he carries himself and yeah, you just never know what he's going to do, whether he's going to hop on a bus and try and fight the whole camp of his next fighter. <laughs>
1: yeah. Trust, trust tip over the bus.
0: Yeah. He's a badass. So I understand that. So for feud of the year, it's John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: Which was pretty good. And for this next one, I think we touched on it a little bit before. Most improved is Britt Baker, which I could see. Yeah, she's definitely worked on her mic skills and has improved her wrestling a little bit. So, hell yeah, that's a pretty good choice.
1: Yeah, it also also helps that she she's yeah. Boyfriend or girlfriend with uh, Adam Cole?
0: Yeah, yeah, that definitely helps her out a little bit. Uh, for most charismatic, the winner hands down, MJF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he, I, yeah, he, I mean, he is animated.
0: Yeah, very animated. Throws everything out there. Believe every word he says. Even if he's just talking shit half the time.
1: (laughs) I mean, he 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 even talks shit to eight-year-olds. So you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. So who can you say is more charismatic than that? Talk shit to an eight-year-old. Charismatic (laughs) enigma, (laughs) maybe. That's different. Jeff Hardy. Mm. It's a joke. (laughs) So. The Brian Danielson Award, which is the best technical wrestler, goes to Zack Sabre Jr.
1: Yeah, I, I think he won it last year, too.
0: Yeah, I, I think someone's going to have to come along.
1: <laughs> I think Daniel Bryan and Zack Sabre Jr. have actually been trading off winning this award last few years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone is going to come around for a long time that's going to be able to take that from them, so... He should be set for the next couple of years as far as winning that award. Uh, the next one is the Bruiser Brody Memorial Award, which is best brawler. John Moxley, he's, he's definitely he's taking a lot. So, yeah, I agree with that one as well. And the award for best flying wrestler went to Ray Phoenix which, hell yeah, every week he almost kills himself. Yeah. Even if he doesn't land a move 100%, it still looks badass. So, that's that's a really great choice there. I already went with most underrated with Ricochet. This, this is one that I think it's going to anger. It already angered me. I already know who it is, so... I don't need to get into that because as soon as I say it, I have a feeling there's going to be a little bit more outrage. Rookie of the year. Okay. Pat McAfee.
3: No.
2: Oh, you lost your damn mind. Hell no. (laughs) Hell
0: fucking no. I couldn't even... As soon as I fucking read that shit, it was as if I was watching The Miz cash in again. It It was just,
1: it must have been a slow year for new wrestlers. Uh, no, no, I know it wasn't, (laughs) but I mean, if anything, I I, would have given it to Anna J.
0: Yeah, Dominic. Dominic's been pretty decent. Yeah. Chris Statlander. No. She she got
1: she's been out. She was out for all I think all of twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. Well, if it was my choice and she had been around for at least a little bit of it, I would have given it to her. (laughs) But fucking Pat McAfee. Yeah. I don't understand Meltzer sometimes. Actually ninety percent of the time. I don't understand Meltzer, but whatever. It is what it is.
2: Trent's mom was more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. More entertaining than he he was. was. Negative negative Uh, one.
0: Yeah, negative one. (laughs) I would have given it to him, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, For best non-wrestler, and you could have even made The argument that he would have been the choice for best on mic as well, Taz. He's also pretty badass on the mic and everything he's doing with his little group. Yeah, it's pretty badass.
1: I would have said either Taz or MVP.
0: Yeah, MVP with the Hurt Business. I love that shit. So, hell yeah, I would have given it to either one of them. So for best TV announcer, they gave it to Excalibur. Yeah. Which, yeah, with including with who he has to work with, nothing against JR. <laughs> we love ya, but you're, you. But we've said it last week and pretty sure a couple of weeks before that, he's slipping a little bit. So, yeah, Excalibur is a great choice there. For worst TV announcer, we got Michael Cole. Of course, <laughs> yeah, he's just bland, and his introduction to Sasha Banks—need we say more? And Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns. But see,
1: you see, I mean, I, he would make a great and commentator if he didn't have Vince in his ear all night.
0: Yeah if they were to have the trust in him to do what he needed to do i could see him being great but they won't let him do that so for best major wrestling show AEW Revolution which
1: yeah that was a good show that was you had the match of the year on that show you also that's also the show that Moxley won the title that was also the last pay-per-view with crowds yeah. before, the, before the pandemic.
0: And people went crazy
1: yeah.
0: with all everything that happened on that pay-per-view. So, hell yeah. I would have killed to be there. So, to go to the opposite end, for worst major wrestling show, <laughs> WWE Super Showdown on February twenty seventh from Saudi Arabia,
1: which was actually actually two days before the best wrestling show of the year. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the one where Goldberg won it, right? On the title.
1: For yes. Goldberg. Yeah, and that's the one where where Ricochet was dominated by Lesnar in like a minute,
2: and Undertaker won that a trophy. <laughs>
1: No, that was that was. I think the yeah, yeah,
0: because that set up the WrestleMania. Match.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for best wrestling maneuver, Kenny Omega's one winged angel, which yeah, looks pretty yeah. badass.
1: And I think then that legit hurts people because I think yeah. I think I've, I've heard Jericho said that. He's not. He hasn't been the same after he took that from Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah, it it it, to me it looks like there's really no safe way of taking it. (laughs) You just have to roll with it and try and not hurt your neck. Yeah, yeah. So the next award is most disgusting promotional tactic. Obviously, we know to what company this going to. Yeah, WWE firing people during Mm. a pandemic during a year where they were setting profit records—that's
1: that's That's that's,
0: literally all it says.
1: Well, that's (laughs) what I would what I would have gone for. That's what I would have guessed for that one.
0: Yeah, for worst TV show,
1: they gave it
0: to Raw. Yeah, for worst match of the year. Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Swamp fight.
1: I would have gone for Goldberg versus Fiend. Fiend
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking there, but it wasn't, I mean that
2: that was still a pretty
1: bad versus match. the Fiend.
2: It was Braun versus Bray in the swamp.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he didn't turn to the Fiend till the end of the match.
2: Did he ever turn to the Fiend? Oh yeah, when he came out of the water.
0: Yeah, yeah. when he came out of the water at the he, very end,
1: he, he went into the lake of reincarnation.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, never mind.
0: So. Different universe. Yeah. To keep on a roll, worst feud of the year, they also gave it to Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman.
3: Mm.
1: Which and I, really, yeah, it, okay. it really didn't last long. How can
2: that be the worst feud when it gave us the greatness of Alexa in the Playhouse? I,
1: well, no, Everything this leads. that was before, <laughs> that was before Alexa. Yeah. No, Alexa. That's... Well, Alexa made her first appearance at the Swamp Match.
0: But nothing, <laughs> nothing was really set yet. Whenever that happened.
2: Yeah, but during right. that feud is when the fiend went after her. He's going. He's going to do the mandible claw on her, and she stopped him.
3: Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. We got
2: now, so how can that be the worst?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to keep on going with the no shocks, worst promotion of the year. Does anybody <laughs> want to take a guess? WWE. Yes. Doesn't need to be said. We don't need to touch on it. We make it pretty clear every week. And it's not the best. That's so,
1: why. That's why we named the podcast. What we named it.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh The other one is also, also shouldn't be a shock. Best Booker, Tony Khan.
1: Yep. Actually, Promoter that one. Of, that one I did here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Promoter <laughs> of the year, Tony Khan. Tony Khan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hell yeah. I would say yes. They've done.
1: Don't, don't you dare say Vince.
0: Andrew. No, I was going to say
2: Triple H at NXT.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's under WWE. So. Yeah,
2: but, but he runs his own show. So it's a different. Vince has nothing to do with NXT. So it's do we really
0: different. know that? though?
2: Yeah, but you say so you're saying NXT is great
1: with Vince.
0: No,
3: it's it's (laughs) all Triple H Exactly
1: I think Triple H needs to branch out and Take NXT away from WWE To become a a separate promotion
0: I mean He probably has enough money to be able To do it So Yeah, if he were to be given the chance I'd say go for it He's just biding
2: his time, guys (laughs) Yeah
0: He's just waiting for the old man to die And there I go again (laughs) All right, so for this next one, I want each of you to take a shot at it to see if anyone can get it. The best gimmick. The
3: best
1: gimmick. as the truck is backing up.
3: I'm saying... It's a microwave.
2: <laughs> oh. It's a microwave backing up.
0: <laughs>
2: I know what I think it is, but I don't know what Melcher's going to say.
0: Who do you think?
2: Alexa.
1: With her new... Crazy
2: Solid side?
0: choice.
1: Uh, I would say... I'm thinking MJF.
0: For best gimmick, Orange Cassidy. Huh?
2: Okay. okay. I can see
0: it. Yeah. I mean, he had matches with Jericho... He he's, he's had a lot of high profile matches and he would probably be the one I would say from a different point of view truly stands out in AEW because who would think his character and his slot style would be so badass <laughs> hell yeah gotta love it so the last two here, before I go to the one that I was talking about earlier, best pro wrestling book, The Young Bucks, Killing the Business. From the backyards to the big leagues. So I still need to get it, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a, it's a badass book. Yeah, I'm sure. And best pro wrestling documentary, Dark Side uh, the of the Ring, ring Owen Hart. Uh,
1: yes. We, we, I think we talked about that last week. That, that really, uh, I know that really got to me.
0: Yeah. I, I It really got to me as well, as we said, and I could see why they would go with it. So, hell yeah. Now, for the <laughs> one that truly made me angry, And I think y'all know who I'm talking about here. For worst gimmick, they (laughs) went with The Fiend, fiend? Bray Wyatt. (laughs) How?
2: Just proves Meltzer's an idiot. (laughs) How
0: is that the worst gimmick?
1: Well, it's Meltzer. He hates everything, WWE. Yeah, he's a really biased.
0: I don't wanna give Meltzer a lot of credit because of this. And why did we choice. do this whole
2: thing if you wanna give didn't want?
0: <laughs> no, because obviously we had to talk about it because there are some very solid choices in there. Kenny Omega, John Moxley, the Young Bugs. Yeah, and they're all <laughs> And he did get it right with worst promotion of the year, but that wasn't a surprise.
1: But did he really? Yes. Are you saying Are you saying WWE was the best? No, I'm just saying it's not the
2: worst. We could go Ring of Honor is the worst because they didn't have
0: one. Oh. <laughs> true, true, we could. Yeah. I, we, we just had to go through this list because it's their 2020 list of what their thoughts are on the best and worst. No, it's his and thoughts. His all thoughts. Awesome. It's all Melter. Yeah. And I, as spot on as you got it on some of these, you can truly tell where, where his intentions lie and where his thoughts lie. And Just to name the Fiend as the worst gimmick of the year goes to show how much of a dumbass you are. So... (laughs) I I think that's enough on Meltzer. He truly pissed me off and (laughs) I just had to share that with you guys because I'm on... I'm very frustrated about it. (laughs) On
2: that aside, what is your pick for the worst gimmick of the year?
0: (laughs) I know. I know who I would go with. No doubt.
1: Me too. I know who I would.
0: I really hate Ricky Starks. He is. Yeah. He is. He's aspiring to be MGF, MJF, but he doesn't have the talent to be MJF. One, he has, ne- the whole time he's been with AEW, he's never laid hands on a mic. He has spoken little to none. So that goes to show they don't trust in you being on the mic. Two, you're a cocky little shit. And I know that's your character, but just from the way you look and carry yourself, I know you're a cocky little shit in real life. So, yeah, I just think he's a knockoff MJF. So, I would say that's the worst gimmick just because you don't have the talent to fill MJF's shoes. Mm-hmm. But I, I those are just say, my thoughts.
1: I was going to say, Shorty Jean. <laughs>
0: yes yes but at least he's a technical wrestler he's an ex-olympian i could see the potential there when they use him right and i hope they use him right with what he's doing right now with otis so still better than ricky starks (laughs) so hell yeah so that was
2: Mine would that be was Velveteen Dream. <laughs> <laughs> the worst overactor in wrestling. Oh.
0: <laughs> Definitely can make that argument as well. Fuck now, I don't know if it's Ricky Stark or Velveteen Dream. <laughs> I, I think I would still go Ricky Starks just because That was your pick. At- and every time, and every time I see him on TV, I just want to punch my TV. I really hate him. So, so like me and Velveteen. Well, that's what, what yeah. I, say way. I just
1: want to it off. Same thing when I see MJF.
0: <laughs> How dare you, MJF?
1: MJ... Is a, he is a cocky little shit.
0: That's yeah, frozen. but he does it so good though. <laughs> that's the difference. Is MJF is a cocky little shit? But he does it so damn good. Ricky Starks doesn't. He's the worst talking motherfucker I know.
1: Yeah, but that—that's <laughs> what makes a good heel wrestler. It makes you want to get into the point to where you you want to beat them up yourself. Yourself.
0: So by me saying that he's the worst, you're saying that I'm saying he's the best.
1: No, no, you didn't say he's the most hate. You're most hated. I'm just saying that's gonna make a good heel that you you hate him so much that you wanna beat him up yourself.
0: I guess <laughs> all right, well that, that, that doesn't mean rest-
1: that doesn't mean he's a good wrestler.
0: No, he's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Meltzer's Wrestling Observer's Awards for 2020. So now that we got through that, I'm going to go through and start with Johnny and get his favorite or worst moment of the elimination change.
1: <laughs> we know what this is. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, it's the paper you started out good. That The SmackDown Chamber match was, was really good. They, they did a good job putting that together. <clears throat> but it didn't end on a high note. <laughs> the the worst moment would be after the chamber match when when Drew won, <clears throat> Lashley came out, start beating beating up beating him up. Then the Miz comes out, he cashes in, finally cashes in his money in the bank. Uh, free case. There's a couple moves on him. I drew kick, did kick out of a DDT, but then Miz got his, his skull crushing finale on him and and won the title, which I, I I don't like. I don't like it. It was not good. It, it yeah. really It really upset me. And Yan yeah. did too because we were texting.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have plenty of thoughts about mm-hmm. how much I hated that, but all, all I'm really gonna say is I can I can believe the Miz as a credible WWE champion but you have to choose the right moment and the right person for him to take it from. And Drew McIntyre is not that person. This wasn't the right moment. This wasn't the right person for The Miz to get it from. Not only are we on the road to WrestleMania, that's exactly when you don't have The Miz take it from Drew. That's what I think. But yeah, that moment it really angered a lot of people.
2: I think it's the perfect time to take it from Drew because everybody wants Drew to win it at WrestleMania, like he did last year. But with the fans there, yes, he can't do that if he doesn't have it. So you take it from him now, and he gets his rematch at WrestleMania to take it back.
1: Well, and and uh, thankfully, I I think. The Miz is going to be a short-term champion. <clears throat> I think he is going to lose it to Lashley because uh, I think right now the plan is for uh, Drew versus Lashley for the title at WrestleMania.
0: If if that's what happens, then okay. If that's going to be the match, cool. That that that's going to be a great match. But you already had if you really did want to take the title off of Drew to set up a match for WrestleMania, you already had something in the works. You had Sheamus in the match. Yep. So, why not Why not give it to Sheamus? It, it was right there for it to happen. And it could that could have been a great WrestleMania match as well. So now are they just gonna forget about Sheamus going up against Drew? Who knows? Who knows what they're thinking?
1: Well, that maybe that maybe maybe same that after WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, but we're just gonna have to wait and see. But if they don't take it from the Miz and put it on Lashley people are still going to be real angry. So I just hope they decide to do this right. So now that Johnny got his moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what moment he has for Elimination Chamber.
2: Bro, it was a great win, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love Riddle winning the U.S. title in the triple threat match. (laughs) They had to double team Lashley to do it with him and Morrison. And that's then they had to take MVP's crutch and beat the hell out of Ashley <laughs> with it too. But yeah, which like,
0: broke on the first swing.
2: Yeah, I just <laughs> enjoyed Reynold being U.S. champ now, thought it was a great match. Yeah, I'm, I'm too glad bad they Keith just Lee couldn't be in it for his injuries or whatever, so had to. Fatal 4-Way to see who took his place, and Morrison happened to win that, and so
1: he was in it. Yeah, uh, I guess Elias, uh, Ricochet, and Mustafa. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I'm glad they decided to put it on Riddle because from the way he was brought into SmackDown and his first match with, with AJ Styles which he had a really great showing to start off with, but then he kind of of fizzled out a little bit. But to see him come back and win the U.S. Championship, hell yeah. I fucking love that shit. So if, if I had to choose a moment for the Elimination Chamber, it was a pretty good first chamber match. I really enjoyed it, and I love that Daniel Bryan got the win. What I didn't like is what came afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I I just wish they would give Daniel Bryan the respect, and if if they were going to have him lose to Roman, which I pretty much figured they would because of setting up the mania match between him and Edge, if that's what they're going to do. Um I I just wish he would have had a decent 20-minute match, made him look a little bit more credible, even though he just went through a match.
1: Yeah, yeah Maybe just wait until maybe make that the, the match before the the men's elimination chamber, you know, give give Daniel a little time to rest.
0: Yeah. I just don't like that they did it right after the elimination match. And that it went little to no time at all for Daniel Bryan. So that's, I thought there was potential there for it to be a great pay-per-view. I just think some things didn't quite sit well with me, but we can go on forever about it. That was just the one moment that truly got to me. So. Now that we chose our moments on the Elimination Chamber I'm going to go over to Johnny and see what he thought about Raw this week.
1: Well <clears throat> the, the thing that I actually liked which I think it, I could see it happening real soon <clears throat> is the a possible breakup of Retribution. So uh, that they, they lost a the match I guess the new day again and mostally grabbed Mike after after the match saying that he was tired of them losing all the time so <clears throat> here's how I would book them breaking up they you have to go ahead and go ahead and just lose another match to the, the new day. Mustafa gets on the mic again. He's even more frustrated this, this time than last week. And he gets to the point where well, every member of Retribution surrounds him in the ring. <clears throat> Each, one by one, take off their masks to reveal uh, to re- reveal Mia Yim Dominique Dajakovich, Shane Thorne and <clears throat> Diomed. This is how you bring them and bring them back as their their original characters and just have them all gang up on the Safali. And then they go the, they go their
0: own way. that would be that would definitely be a way of doing it i'd be down for that anything that gets them to go back to their nxt characters i'm good with and anything for mustafa ali to be the mustafa ali we know yeah
3: it,
0: it's going to it's going to take a little bit of time for us to forget this bullshit they did I just hope it I just hope they didn't stick with it and that it damages Mustafa Ali as well as Dominic Dijakovic and everybody else.
1: Yeah, I I like Mustafa Ali better than Mustafa Ali.
0: Yeah. It's the same person but that little bit of a name change <clears throat> truly fucks it up. Just stop with the name changes, man. Yeah. yeah. We've already spoken name changes and even though this isn't a true name change, still, you're trying to make it seem that way. And it just isn't working with Mustafa Ali and Retribution. So, fuck it. Do whatever you need to do to make them better. Split them up. Let's just get it over with. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I want to see that happen as well. So, now that we've gone with Johnny's moment. I'm going to go over to Drew and see what he thought about Raw.
2: I enjoyed the whole Miz-Bobby angle. When the show opens, Miz comes out to have his little celebration. Then Bobby Lashley comes out and we learn why he attacked Drew. Because Miz promised him the first championship match. And he's And Miz wants to put it off. Bobby says, I'll give you an hour. So they have a countdown throughout the first hour of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Get to the hour. Miz says, give me a week. Give me a week. Well, then Braun comes out. And he wants a title match first. Well, then we get Shane McMahon coming out. (laughs) And then we. Going to find out it's Braun versus Bobby. And if Braun wins, he's added added to the title match next week. So we get to the end of the show. It was a great match, but Lashley wins, so it's one on one with Lashley and the miss.
0: What which I think is the mm. better choice. Yeah. Because since I, I know it's heading into fast lane and all of that, and that really only had repercussions for the match that's coming up this coming week. Um, You don't want to make things too confusing heading into WrestleMania. So I I would stay away from triple threat matches for championships. Let's just keep focused on two characters and what they need to accomplish for WrestleMania. Let's not try and make it too complicated. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy that Lashley is getting this chance next week. I never thought I'd be able to say that because I'm not the biggest Lashley fan. <clears throat> but if it takes it away from The Miz to give us a better WrestleMania match, I'm all down for what's going to happen on Monday. So, hell yeah. As far as my moment, <laughs> I love that Damian Priest keeps winning matches. So I'm, I'm always going to be happy to see him out there. And this week he took on Angel Garza. It wasn't much of a contest to me. I didn't see Angel Garza pull off a lot. So, it's kind of a shame because I really do like Angel Garza as I've said before. But Damian Priest is a different monster coming out of NXT. So, I'm glad he got the win here. He just needs to drop Bad Bunny. Yeah.
2: Well, Garza actually had a chance, but he was too focused on Mouth and Bunny to keep yeah, to keep after Priest while he was mouthing bad bunny. Priest caught his breath and
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: came back and ruined his day.
1: <laughs> I I I don't know why you're you're so down on on this whole bad bunny thing. He's unlike other celebrities that have been around. He's actually taking it seriously. Uh, and uh, I mean, I know, I know you 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 know you said, well, they have lots of other talent they can use. Yes, but what they're doing right now. They, you know, Vince cares more about ratings and and money. They're trying to yeah. get these uh, what what Nick Khan called these non-linear eyeballs, you know, on the program. They're trying to get people who don't watch wrestling to watch wrestling. And and from what from what I heard, Bad Bunny is actually actually uh, popular backstage with the other
0: wrestlers. I guess. <laughs> look, man, I, I don't Mandy know. didn't look I, too
2: bad in the Bad Bunny
1: shirt. No. <laughs> I, mean, and,
3: and and I, I think your
1: main, your main bias is that you don't like his music.
0: It's, it's, it's not even that, man. You want to go out and sound like a mumbling idiot, that's fine. That's just what I think of your music. I just really hope he's taking it seriously, like you said. I, I just think other people deserve that chance who've been with the company. If it helps with the ratings, cool, you know. Get more eyes on the product. Maybe some of those people will stick around for more than just when he's on screen and actually start liking other wrestlers. And stick around whenever he's gone because he's not going to last. I don't see him being in the company full time. He's going to go back to his, air quotes, rap career not too long from now. So I just hope if, if he is bringing more eyes onto the product that they stick around after, that they don't jump ship whenever he does. So... I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna put up with it and I'm gonna watch it, but I just hope that isn't the case. I want the best case scenario. So there's not a lot of that in WWE. So if this will help it, I'm, I'm in, I'm in for it. So now that we got our moments in there for Raw, I'm gonna go over to Johnny again and get his thoughts on SmackDown.
1: Okay, again, just like Raw, there wasn't that much that <clears throat> really that took place on on SmackDown, but what I did like was so in the the, the segment between uh, between Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Cesaro got him in probably the, the longest swing I've ever seen. In terms of of time that he was in the swing, uh, I, I, and and this is uh, probably probably the only time I actually did like the camera cuts when he when he kept going around in, in a circle. Uh, and uh, he, uh, Seth Rollins, I, I think he played it great. He even at one point even even uh, lost his jacket <laughs> during the swing. I, th- I thought that was, that was that was a great bit of comedy. Would have been even better if if he had if he was holding the microphone <laughs> the whole time and you could hear him, you could hear him <laughs> screaming,
0: slowly getting busier and just going whoa yeah. whoa <clears throat> some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I I know we talked about it earlier today, and. Well, That's one of the things you mentioned. I did change it up a little bit. I think he should have dropped the mic. And whenever he would go full spin and come back around the mic, <laughs> he would just yell, whoa, every time he came around the mic. <laughs> I think that would have been a little bit better improvement on your spot. But hell yeah, either one of those would have been perfect. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I can, see these, I can see them putting on a, a match at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that too because there's no denying the talent that Seth Rollins has. And even though he hasn't been used badly, he just hasn't been used to his full potential. Cesaro, man. He could be one of your top stars if you truly wanted him to.
1: Yeah. So and for that, the fact that, that gatland match a while back, the Shinsuke one, Cesaro was supposed to supposed to be be the winner, but at the time he hadn't resigned yet, so they didn't they didn't want to push him if if he didn't resign. But he has resigned, so that's why they're they're giving him a little push. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm all in for his push I hope it leads to a Wrestlemania match which it might worst case scenario we get the match at Fastlane but e- either way I'm in for it and I'm actually going to have to share the moment with you as mine because I truly want to see Cesaro in that top spot so hell yeah That'd have to be my choice as well. So now that we got our choice in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what he thought of SmackDown.
2: Well, Roman comes out and talks about how he saved the Elimination Chamber by just appearing and defending his title and all this. then Daniel Bryan comes out and spoke what we all thought. Mm He spoke up for the entire universe <laughs> when he said that Roman was cowardly by attacking him while, right after he just fought. And why wasn't Roman the main event? So he challenges Roman to a match at Fastlane for the title. Well, they decide that it should be a Jay versus Daniel match tonight to figure out who's going and if Daniel wins, he gets to go to fast lane to fight Roman. It was a great match until we had a double count out.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That that was Jay's plan. Oh, I know.
2: Then Roman comes out and he attacks Daniel, so basically it's two on one again and they just... Knock out Daniel, pretty much. So I guess he doesn't get his title shot.
1: Well, we'll see. There we'll see. Two weeks.
2: Oh, I know. For now, yeah. he doesn't have a title shot at Fastlane.
0: Yeah. But we all know that this is just another way of having men set up that match. They wouldn't throw it out there if they didn't have the thought of that being the match for Fastlane. So, I'm happy that Daniel is going to be getting his shot, but we, we all know he isn't going to win. <laughs>
3: but but man,
0: at least he's going to get the match he deserved.
3: Yeah. That's that, all I
1: want. That, that That's one thing I'm getting tired of. Though. I'm getting tired of Roman opening the show every week. I mean, I know he's a champion, but I mean... They need to stop looking at him like that.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm also... It it brings
1: the show down.
0: Yeah. Because they've done it so much that now it's predictable that every week Roman is going to open up the show.
1: His promos are too long and he takes forever to get in the ring.
0: And he says the same thing every time. Yeah. It's always the same lines, pretty much. So, yeah, I agree with you there. I think I think there's still interest in his character as long as you stop doing this predictable bullshit. So, hell yeah. I, I agree with you on that. And one of the other things I quickly want to touch on because it didn't really have me feel this way until this week I'm getting a little tired of Jay trying to step up and handle business for his cousin because family we gotta have each other's backs I understand that but how many times have you stepped up and said you're gonna take care of business and then you just lose I know it was a little different this week with the WDQ. He beat him up and that was the intention for this week. But trying to step up and be a man and say, I'm the one that's going to take care of this use, or whatever the fuck.
3: <laughs>
0: trying to be all hard and shit, standing up to Daniel Bryan and it never works out. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of Jay, so maybe find little things here and there that you can change up to keep this fresh and to keep us interested in it. Yeah. That's my only advice or those are my only thoughts as to what I would do here. But yeah, Roman opening it up every week, that's too predictable. Like Johnny said, we just need to change it up a little bit or else people will get too tired of it. And seeing as how good they've been doing Roman's character and the interest he gained from going heel. I don't want them to lose that momentum they had. So I think they need to change it up a bit. But we'll see if they decide to do something else with it. So now that we got those moments in there, I'm going to go over to NXT. NXT and go over to Drew and Johnny for it because I did not get the chance.
1: <laughs> well, I, there was actually a lot of a lot of good good uh, segments on this show. Uh what I liked is that uh well <laughs> Johnny Gargano got put to sleep <laughs> by Dexter Loomis. They, he, he, they they had a non-title match and uh, I, I guess, I, I don't know, I guess Austin Theory was still still a little scarred from being being kidnapped by him. But later on in the show, they they were talking in the back and, uh, you know, J- Johnny was getting on Austin. You know, why, why didn't you, you know, you're supposed to use the chair on him. And Austin's like, well... Uh, you know, he's really, you know, I don't think he's really, really a a bad guy. Hmm. And Johnny just misunderstood. Yeah. Johnny couldn't believe what he was saying. And then and then uh, Candace said, well, yeah, he he should be in jail. And Johnny agreed with it. But then Indy Hartwell says says, hey, I uh, I think he's I think he's handsome.
2: (laughs) But he's kind of hot.
1: Yeah. So so Johnny said, I'm gonna send both of you to therapy. You have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll we we'll probably see see uh Dr. Shelby in you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I I also like the uh, the bits with Cameron Grimes. Yeah. He, I, I like the cheer before that I like the cheer
2: that Johnny had. When they were all huddled in the back before the match. Yeah,
1: uh, that's the way we like it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, that should be a song. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 and during the match, Andy was flirting. She's like, call me, call me. <laughs> I don't know how she expects him to call him since he doesn't talk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. He's going to text her a picture or
3: something he drew. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I did like the uh, Cameron Grimes bits with he's trying to mimic uh, when when Ted DiBiase was paying people to dribble to that basketball but yeah. but he could never get it right <laughs> the way the the way the million dollar man did he, yeah. he, he even uh, he even lost money to a, a, a former WNBA player <laughs> <laughs> And uh, one thing I I noticed, too, because they had a, Wade Barrett was was doing the show from home this week, and they had him, had his uh, Zoom uh, picture in in the bottom corner, and I I liked the way that they framed it. It looked like he was sticking his head out the window, because the (laughs) the top of the frame was behind his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you like?
2: There was a lot of good shit on this show. Yeah. I enjoyed the Zoe Stark-Io Shirai match. Uh, I enjoyed the Xia Li, casey Cotton-Zaro match. Yeah, uh, that, that was a good one. But probably the best match was the escobar carrying Cross match, which basically was a three-on-one handicap match.
1: Uh, yeah, well, it was no no DQ anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and it and started the, in the parking lot yeah and at one point escobar climbs in the bobtail truck and carrying grabs a pickaxe which is just laying there by the trucks like how does this truck have a pick pickaxe for he puts it through the door of the truck it's like what the hell
1: yeah and i think we may have finally finally seen the last of the undisputed era after after all these years uh, yeah maybe uh, i was gonna say johnny A- Adam adam cole uh he now turned on on roderick Strong.
2: yeah first he comes out and says how sorry he is and he wish he could turn everything back and he's gonna yeah. try to make everything right
1: saying so, you know, he, he was upset because kyle was getting all these title opportunities and, and, and he kept losing I guess he was mad because he kept losing to Finn. Yeah, yeah. Finn came back out this week and uh, Adam Cole laid him out again.
2: So that was pretty much NXT this week. Oh, one other thing. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets took on Killian, Dane, and Drake. Yeah. In promo. Grizzled Young Vets called Killian, Jake, Shrek, and Donkey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, and this is the first time we've seen Drake Maverick and Killian Dane in, in a while, and I was starting—I was wondering where they were at, where they've been. Yeah, and in one segment after that,
2: uh, Killian is carrying Drake to the trainer's room, and Alexander Wolf walks by and says, "What happened to you?" Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> ah, Shrek and Donkey. Now it makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is that friendship, <laughs> yeah. But it sounded like a pretty good NXT show. Uh, I still have it on DVR, so I could go back and rewatch and watch yeah. it. I I'm heard, definitely heard
2: one hell of a match against EO.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's from the matches I read because I was just going down the list of matches before y'all started talking to all about them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might go through and just go through the matches because that's what interests me the most. And definitely going to watch what Adam Cole has to say because I want to see how passionate he is about going solo and everything like that. So,
2: as far as Cameron Grimes go, I've heard a couple of names for him now: the billionaire, the bumpkin billionaire,
3: yeah.
2: and the million-dollar <laughs> caveman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i
2: just uh, don't know which one they're gonna go with or if they're gonna
0: find a new one
2: another one for him what was
0: the what was the first
2: one the bumpkin billionaire like for country Bumpkin Billionaire. i think that's a yeah. better,
0: better fit i would than, go with yeah. that one yeah because <laughs> yeah, that play on the million dollar man doesn't quite sound as good as the bumpkin millionaire so that's what i would go with
1: so. Yeah, I I had to watch uh, NXT on on the network this week because somehow it, it was deleted off the DVR.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, that sounds a little suspicious to me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Always watch it on Hulu.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounded like some pretty good shit. So we're happy about that and what's going on in NXT now to get into a little bit more interesting talk, and y'all will know what we mean here in a little bit. To start it off, I'm going to go with Andrew and get his thoughts on Dynamite. Well, it's a good show. All the way around. Uh,
2: I enjoyed the first. I enjoyed enjoyed Moxley against maybe Dolph, I mean, Ryan Nemeth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were we were discussing this earlier in the week. He, 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 they they showed him, you know, he he talked. They had a little segment before the match, and he does. He sounds like Dolph Ziggler.
0: If it oh, looks God. like a duck and it quacks like a duck, that <laughs> dude is Dolph Ziggler.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he beats Ryan Neiman. Nemeth, pretty handily, Paradigm Shift, but the promo he cut after for the Exploding ball death Deathmatch was great.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I was re-watching it today while I was having dinner and I knew it had been awesome, but I forgot how great he did on the mic In this pro, I mean, he's great on the mic, anyways, but he brought a different level of intensity. Like, he's really looking forward to this match. And, like Johnny said earlier, when he went through and already told all the parents, hey, don't let your kids watch this match because it's going to be blood all over the place. I am (laughs) fucking excited after after hearing this promo for the second time. And then after hearing from Johnny what he said, his little public service announcement to all the families out in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for this shit. So I feel you on that, Andrew. Hell yeah. It was a hell of a promo. John Moxie's just a badass.
3: Yes. He that's
0: is. the that's one of the only things Melter got right. <laughs> yeah so that that was a pretty badass moment um if i had to choose one i didn't think i would go with this because i'm not the biggest fan of nyla rose but you can see the improvement in Britt baker and with this match she had against Nyla Rose, even though, even though she lost in the end, it was still a hell of a match. She definitely put up a lot more offense than she would normally do against Nyla. So decent flow to the match. They worked great together, and a lot of a lot of close calls that Britt had where she almost had Nyla. So. I just really enjoyed that match. So, hell yeah. That would have to be my moment from Dynamite. A little bit different than what I normally go with, but this was a hell of a match. So, to go on to the biggest moment of the week from Dynamite, here's Johnny.
1: Well, he's no longer the big show. (laughs) Breaking news was released Wednesday, just a few hours before Dynamite that Paul White, aka the big show, aka the giant from WCW had signed with AEW. This came out of the blue. At no no one knew about it. Apparently none of the wrestlers in WWE knew about this, even even the front office n- they knew about it since last month, so so you know, go figure. They don't tell the wrestlers anything. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, Big Show wasn't happy with the direction they were they were uh, leading him, and uh, he uh, he left right after they they had the uh, Legends Night Legends Night in early January. Uh, they couldn't come terms financially, so he let his contract expire, and he's signed a long-term deal with AEW, which uh, this is going to include some matches in the ring as well, just, just like uh, with Sting. But they brought him in mainly because um, starting on March uh, 15th, they're going to begin a brand-new uh, YouTube show on Monday nights called AEW Dark Elevation which he's going to do commentary with Tony Schiavone. So this is going to give you three nights in a row of AEW action, two on YouTube and one on TNT. But I could see this Monday night show. But by the time we get towards the end of the year, I could see it going to TNT. So we can start a brand new Monday night war. This is going to be, Another, uh, call it another nail in the WWE's coffin. I'm going to say that.
0: I said it before and I'll say it again. WWE needed to be careful with how they handled themselves and with what AEW is doing. And what do you do? You can't come to terms with the big show. So the contract runs out, and just like that, AEW scoops them up. Bringing experience. AEW has a lot of big guys that could use some – not that they're not doing great things, but with big show helping them out and being there to mentor them and – saying you need to do this this way or I think you should do this this way to make yourself look a lot better it's only going to elevate the product even more just when you think it wouldn't be possible this again like I said too early to tell but this might be the beginning of the end for WWE WWE if they're not careful, and from the looks of it, they're not being careful. Triple H, save us!
1: <laughs> yeah, because you know, if Big Show left, that's you know, what's that stopping other wrestler from leaving too?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot there that could happen. Let's say Adam Cole's contract comes up. And let's face it, WWE is going to pay him what he wants because it's motherfucking Adam Cole. And, and, guess, what guess, if they don't
1: and guess what? His girlfriend's in the competition.
0: I don't think Triple H will Exactly. So, Adam Cole, if, if you don't pay him the number he wants, he'll jump. He'll be like, hey, look, my girlfriend's over there. I want to see her a lot more. I'm just gonna go work over there since you're not paying me what I want over yeah. here. Again, Triple H will probably pay him the money, but let's say they don't. Another bad move from WWE, even though it's even though he's on NXT technically still, depending on if he jumps that, to main roster that, or not.
1: That's also the same deal with uh, Cedric. Yeah. His, his wife's in AEW.
0: Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of things that could happen that could make this worse for WWE. So I would say the big show going over there, it's just the start. We'll see what else happens. Tony Khan did say in an interview that bigger names are coming to the company within these next couple of months. So obviously they got stuff in the words. They've been talking to whoever they've been wanting to talk to.
1: Yeah. So. And, and and this in this uh, six-man ladder match that are going to have a revo- revolution, that sixth person is is a mystery person. So we don't know who that's going to be. <laughs> could could be someone coming in.
0: Yeah. We need to start thinking. We need we need to put in our prediction for that soon. So I'm I'm gonna really need to think about who that could be.
1: Yeah, we'll, so. we'll do revolution paper, uh, prediction next week.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, man, I'm 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 a bit worried, but I'm excited <laughs> to see what the big show, Paul White would do over in AEW. So before we, before we wrap this up, I want to go through and get our opinions on how you would bring in Paul White into AEW. Because the commentary is going to be there. That's separate from him wrestling. And they say he is going to do some wrestling. So how would you bring him into that role, Johnny?
1: well I know for years he's been wanting to have a match with, with Shaq and next week Shaq is going to take on Cody on, on Dynamite I think I think uh, Paul White's going to help help uh, help Cody win and at the same time setting up a match against Shaq maybe maybe wait till double or nothing to have that. But you know, start setting up setting it up now.
0: All right, hell yeah, that that could finally pay off because, like you said, he's always wanted to do that match and never got the chance in WWE. Yeah.
1: They had that one face to face in and the Andre uh, battle royal a few years ago. Yeah, but that, but that was it.
0: Yeah. So the there's enough there in, in the history between them two to where they could continue this so hell yeah that would be that would be one way of bringing him in Andrew how would you do it
2: well that was my fault against Shaq
0: okay hell yeah <laughs> I mean I because mean, that's that's the most logical well, that makes the answer most sense. right yeah. yeah that's what makes the most sense I I I like thinking outside of. Sometimes my mind wanders and I think outside of the box, and and (laughs) a lot more than y'all know. But as soon as I heard Shaq, not Shaq, Big Show was coming into AEW. Oh, White. Yeah, Paul White. I need to get used to that. Paul White again. Yeah. Um, one of my first thoughts was being brought in as a manager and I went through I went through many different scenarios. one of my thoughts was maybe with the best friends seeing as they haven't had the best of luck lately he could elevate them and mentor them and make them a lot better but... My, the only one that made a lot more sense to me is having him join up as the manager of the Jurassic Express because, like he said, he's been brought in and he could mentor and help out a lot of the big guys. And even though he really doesn't need much help, he could probably help out Lutrasaurus somehow and give him some advice here and there. Working as their manager, and eventually lead to a Paul White heel turn,
3: <laughs> and
0: work out the perfect match between him and Luchasaurus.
1: we know he's he's really good when it comes to the face and heel turns. Yes, <laughs> he holds. Yes. I think he holds the record for for most face and heel turns in all of wrestling.
0: Yeah, so that's just what I would do. I would maybe do a six-month to a year-long run with him as the manager of Jurassic Express, and that would give Paul White time to get adjusted to how AEW would want to use him as a wrestler, learn a couple of moves here and there that he could do differently to adapt to the style of AEW, I'm pretty sure he could still roll pretty good, even though he's a big dude and he's up there in age a little bit. Um, he looks like in the best shape that he's ever been in these last couple of years. So I'm pretty sure he could pull it off. And I, for one, would be excited if they announced Lutrasaurus versus Paul White. <laughs> so that that's what I would do if I was Tony Khan. As a way of bringing him into having a match. To start off. Because I know he's probably going to have more Mm -hmm. than a couple of matches. So, hell yeah. Real excited about this move for Paul White. And we'll see what all comes from it. But as we've always seen from AEW, it's probably going to be pretty epic. And with more names on the way, it's going to be an interesting Interesting couple of months that are on the way. So hell yeah, we'll be ready for that shit. So now that we've gone through on all our thoughts and moments of the week, it's time to stump the brain.
1: Okay,
2: one last elimination chamber question.
0: Oh shit!
1: Oh, shit. I am
2: gonna do this. Who's won the most elimination chamber matches?
1: Who's won the most? Yes. For Jericho? No. <laughs> He's been in the most. Oh. Damn, I got confused. <laughs> I thought you were trying to trick me. <laughs> no. Who's
2: won the most matches? It's four times. They've won it four times. Oh, okay. Triple H? Yes. <laughs> it's Triple H. <laughs>
0: We'll We'll give him that one. Well, we We gave him a shot at it since he he was a little misinformed at the beginning. He took the question the wrong way. So yeah. hey, I wouldn't have been able to guess it. so hell yeah, we're gonna have to give it to the brain this week. he He went out on top in a way, getting the last elimination chamber question right. <laughs> so good on him. Yeah, so lots of stuff to look forward to this coming week and months. Uh, Hopefully WWE decides to step up their game starting Monday night and letting Lashley get that win over the Miz. That's what all three of us want here. So if they do that right, I think it'll be a good week of wrestling. So we'll see how that goes. If you have any questions or comments, wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestling has lost its way on Facebook. Hit us up and we'll we'll answer you back. So hope everyone enjoys the rest of their weekend and talk to y'all next week. Take care.
3: See you next week. Check you later.